The following podcast contains explicit language. You're listening to the Cinematography Podcast presented by Hot Rod Cameras, a program about the art, craft and philosophy of the moving image and the people who make it happen. Coming to you from the world headquarters of Hot Rod Cameras in Hollywood, California, are your hosts, Ben Rock and Ilya Friedman. Hey, Ben. Special episode time. I love special episodes. This is a special episode kind of unlike any other we've ever done. You know, someone out there is going to feel like this is a huge commercial for a a company called Assemble.tv, but it's not really. We use Assemble.tv here at Hot Rod Cameras. We use it for our in-house productions. Both you and I have have been in the software. It is some really, really clever stuff. And we got an interview with the founder, a gentleman named Nate Watkins. He is, uh, we're going to interview him in a second here. But I think this is a really important moment in the history of the industry right now because collaboration tools and digital tools have really come on strong in the last decade and they're getting better and better and better. For real. And the analog methodology of which was employed for a hundred years of, of the motion picture industry in particular is now sort of being uprooted because they're is frankly better ways to do you know the old strip boards to do the budget to do the organization I, you know i still have an old strip board that i had to buy for college and i i just can't part with it even though i know i'm never gonna i i only used it once in college and i'm never gonna touch it again um, i had a class where they made me make my own strip board it was ridiculous it was arts what? and crafts oh my god that's awful <laughs> no we had to buy it from uh from la and i was in florida so we had to all have them shipped out here and they were into florida and they were really expensive but um, the other thing about this, uh, about Assemble, is that over the last year or so, you know, we've all learned how much work is going to be done remotely and how much and how little we actually need to be in the same room to get our jobs done. And something like Assemble, uh, when you're doing, I'm, I'm working on a project right now that hopefully I'll be able to actually announce pretty soon. And it's like, I've n- literally, because of the pandemic, I've never been in the same room with any of the people who I'm working on it with except for my co-writer. Hmm. And even him, I haven't, I wasn't in the same room with him for 85% of the writing. It was all done remotely and the production is all being done uh, virtually. When we finally get to actually make the thing, because it's audio, yes, people will have to go into a sound studio. I, I might not be, uh, you know, in the room with them when they're when they're doing it because of COVID precautions. So because of that, you know, the production office, uh, decentralizing the production office so people can work from home, yet still be in regular communication, share assets build assets, share calendars, get approvals on cuts, like from, from beginning to end, from the moment you start a production to the moment you end production. And that's uh, honestly what's what's impressed me the most uh, about Assemble. Like, I, I think it's, and, and I might sound like I'm being a commercial, and I am not. I think it's just a really, really smart idea done in an affordable way where if you're if you're running a production it's not that expensive no and, and also like you can share assets with people who don't have to like learn, log into anything they don't have to join anything or sign up to anything so you you can be working for a client and you can control who sees what it's just it's so thought out from a producer standpoint and if you need further proof that this is the direction the industry is going and that like Big dollars are really being invested in this right now. Of course, Adobe just acquired a little company called Frame.io. Frame.io, one of the, the vice presidents over there is a good friend of ours. It's uh, Michael Cioni, who you and I both know for, for decades now. You introduced uh, me to him in 2003. We all there, did a production together. We, we did a thing together. Like yeah. all, uh, but, you know, good for Michael because... 
Michael certainly just became a, a wealthier man because uh, Adobe acquired Frame.io for $1.28 billion. Oof. And uh, no, it's it's a it's a really, really big deal. It really, you know, uh, I think everyone knew that Frame.io was kind of like out there and could be acquired by someone. They had about $90 million in VC that it had come into the company. But Adobe clearly uh, decided that they had to get them some of that. <laughs> so they And, uh, and Frame.io does one of the things they do. that Assemble does. This is the whole reason that I'm bringing it up, but it's a collaboration tool, and it, it's a good tool, and it became very popular over the last uh, few years, and, and clearly Adobe saw an extreme amount of value there uh, during this uh, time period, and Adobe's been on a acquisition sort of hunt lately, and the, these are the latest people that they, they, they acquired. So anyway, Frame.io does some of the same stuff that Assemble.tv does, but Assemble.tv I feel like is a totally different thing, and also it's really really affordable. It's really not terribly expensive. And so we have an interview coming up with Nate Watkins, but uh, we're also going to put up a video on our YouTube channel and we'll put a link on camnoir.com so you can go watch uh, sort of this walkthrough demo. And I really think if you actually watch the walkthrough demo, then it'll all be like, aha, this makes sense. Now I get it. Yeah. And if you want to try it, you can try it for free. And th now we really sound like a commercial, but Nate was super cool and gave us a code that if you type in Cinepod, C-I-N-E-P-O-D, when you sign up, you get it to try it for a month for free, which or you get a free month. I think I think you, they give you a month anyway. But then you type in our code when you sign up, and you get another month for free. But it's really cool stuff, and the calendar functions and the casting functions. Calendar and the, blew my and, mind. And the sharing. I remember like, looking at that calendar, being like, "Why doesn't every calendar work like that?" And, it's so and you know, much smarter. you and I kind of talk about it in the interview with Nate, and I don't think anyone listening to it will get the magic compared to actually watching the little video. So definitely go to Cam Noir or go to our YouTube channel and find the video of this. I think it'll blow your mind. I think you'll see how it paints the picture of the future that could be your production organization. And for in-house teams, people who produce in-house, uh, I can attest that this, uh, this software is incredibly valuable and you should absolutely check it out. Agreed. All right, so here's the interview with Nate Watkin. The Cinematography Podcast Interview. Hey, Ben, we've got something brand new, something we ha haven't done here before. Um, I love new things. Tell me all about it. We are doing sort of a hybrid discussion. It's a little bit close focus. It's a little bit short end. We've got Nate Watkin with us from Assemble.tv. Hey, Nate. Hey, how's it going? And we've also are recording a video, and we're recording a video so people will be able to see. Nate's going to walk us through Assemble.tv here, and the reason we're talking about Assemble.tv so much is that I know that both you and I have been into the software recently, mm -hmm. and it is really, really interesting, and I, I dare say revolutionary. There are other sort of producing electronic workflow management type software out there, and we're going to let Nate talk about it here in just a moment, but most of them are incredibly expensive, and two, I would say, not necessarily very intuitive, but Nate has crafted something that is both. It, it's not going to break the bank, and uh, you can have very large teams working together and collaborating in a way that I have not experience before, and I know some other companies out there who have sent me links to demo and beta versions of these. Uh, there's sort of like this arms race to take the very offline, very analog process of filmmaking and move it digital. And I will tell you that it's being done with various amounts of results and not always as elegantly or smoothly as one would like. And typically, it's incredibly expensive. 
and uh, Assemble.TV is not any of those things. And it's so interesting. That's why we really wanted to have Nate on the show and to talk about this. I also want to say that a lot of them also require like, cool, if I want to use the software, that's neat. But then my entire team has to buy the software or I have to buy it for my entire team. And that's also not the case here with Assemble. So that, that that's a, a cool thing as well. Yeah, it, it's really the first one that's come along that I've spent any time with that I felt like has a real shot at becoming the industry standard, the dominant industry standard that everyone out there could be working with. And I think if you've got a small team, if you're working uh, in in-house productions, or if you're working on a, with a large team, like in a sort of a studio setting or a production company setting, everyone will find something to love about Assemble.TV. And, well, uh, let's let's uh, let's let Nate talk about it. So, so Nate, tell us like uh, you know like what what made you come up with the idea to do Assemble? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. First of all, so my background is a producer director. I actually used to run a production company in Los Angeles for about eight years, and really grew up in the industry, putting together many productions all at once, working on dozens of projects, managing different crews, different customers, different clients, and juggling everything all at once. And as a production company owner, I always felt like I had this vision in my mind for a project management software that would make my life so much easier. And we tried all the project management tools out there. We tried the Trellos, the Basecamps, all these different softwares that aren't really built for our industry. And it was always kind of like fitting a square peg in a round hole type of situation. And none of them ever ended up sticking. We always ended up reverting to email. We always ended up reverting to WeTransfer links and Dropbox and these types of things, which is inherently a, a, a very frustrating and, and difficult experience. And not just for you and your own internal team, but also for stakeholders, clients, crew, other people that you might be working with. And so I always felt like somebody had to be building this and, and nobody ever did. <laughs> and so one day we took the initiative and just decided we're going to go out and build a project management platform designed from the ground up for our industry, for producers, for filmmakers, through the lens of a filmmaker and a producer. And that was kind of the genesis of Assemble. Uh, it's been in development now for almost four and a half years. Yeah, about a year and a half since we did our first beta release. Now beginning to grow rapidly and spread throughout the industry and signing up tons of great customers and just learning so much, building so many new features. And it's just a really exciting time for us as we're now beginning to roll this out to the industry. Had you done any software development before creating this thing? I had, yeah. Actually, I was involved in another startup for about a year and a half, two years before diving into Assemble. So really kind of got my feet wet and did the trial by fire with this other startup I was involved in. So by the time we started Assemble, I had at least a little bit of experience. Now, I mean, can you, because I've been kind of poking around in the software and messing around with it. I don't have a specific project to run through it. What can you say about like, how is it broken up so that productions can use it? And, and who is it mostly aimed at? Is it mostly aimed at producers? Is it mostly aimed at directors? Uh, how do different crew people fit into the, uh, the workflow with it? Yeah, definitely. Great question. I would say, you know, typically our, our main customer is somebody in a producing type of role, but it is built to enable the entire team, the entire the crew the, and, and everybody else, the client that needs to be working, the studio, mm -hmm. whoever it may be to collaborate in one space. But typically the producer is the one kicking it off and setting the project up. Uh, one of the things that makes Assemble unique is, uh, number one, we've really built it as what we call a digital production binder. So just the way that it's structured is very different from what you may expect from an Asana or a Basecamp or something of this nature, in that it enables you, number one, to set up your project uh, any way that you like, but to customize it by phases or chapters, as some people like to think of them. So you may have you know, your creative development, your casting, your location, 
uh, all the way through to your shoot, then your edit, your you know mm-hmm. VFX, sound mix, all these different phases is you can structure within the product. So you have this kind of digital production binder, and then within each of those different phases, you can collaborate with your team, upload assets, create tasks, share calendars. And really just kind of organize the project around the way that your production flows rather than you trying to mold your production method into another software, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely feel like it's it's a producer's tool, but it gives producers the avenue to be able to connect all of these sort of assets and resources that might need to be disseminated or people to have access to, to be able to get to it instantly and quickly and to be able to comment. And that for me is what's brilliant because it is really based around a a production workflow. We've started using it just in the most preliminary ways uh, here in-house because we do produce quite a bit of stuff inside Hot Ride Cameras, but we're really excited now about getting more into this and diving in further because it makes it really easy to share that information and to uh, have a reciprocal method of comments uh, because there's a lot of people. Well, who, yeah, that, who, that to me is like one of the big things. And, and I mean, I've seen services that do something similar, but I, I like the way that also, for instance, uh, I've used Vimeo to get approvals on projects that I'm that I'm working on before, and Vimeo has a review thing. But what uh, Vimeo, it, it's like an all or nothing. Frame IO is the same way, where it's all or nothing. Like I'm sharing the video, and everyone can comment, and everyone can see everyone else's comments. But you've set up a thing here where uh, I can say, like, I only want comments from so-and-so, or I don't want anyone to see anyone else's comments, which is very helpful because, you know, when you're trying to get approvals on stuff, peanut galleries of many executives can can start to, you know, be- become a problem. So being able to say, like, this is just for, I, I only want to see these comments, I only want to see those comments, is extraordinarily helpful. Totally. Yeah, and I think that was really the, the vision of Assemble when we came up with the concept was that we want to have this digital production binder where everybody can collaborate together. But the problem we face so often in this industry is that you have to have like your internal version of something and your external version of something, yep. whether that's a budget or whether that's a, an edit or anything. And, and you have so many different layers of, of teams and people that need to have eyes on something. But they can't communicate with this person, so you have to send separate links and so on and so forth. It just turns into a, a, a huge tangle of, of different files and assets. And so our goal was let's create this production binder where you can have a single source of truth. You can upload all of your assets just once into this production binder. But then from there, you can create these layers of permissions where you have certain teams that can access certain assets or folders and other teams that can't. And then even onto the file level, as you're saying, within an individual asset, such as an edit, you can actually segment different teams so that one team is leaving feedback and other teams can't see that feedback so that you could send it to the studio, you could send it to your producers, and you could send it to your editors. And all three of those teams can leave feedback, but they won't see each other's comments within that asset. And so that's one of the really powerful things that we wanted to build in was that ability to have everybody collaborate in the same space, but control who sees what and who communicates with who. And I also uh, was particularly interested in, in uh, the casting thing that you have in there. Maybe it's high in my mind because I'm working on a project right now and we're going through casting and there's, you know, we're having uh, all the discussions you have around casting. But it seems like, especially in the era that we're in, where so much casting is done with people self-taping or at least the first round, and especially, especially during COVID, where entire castings are probably being done without anyone being in the room, to be putting, uh, dedicating space to uh, in your software just to that, I thought was really amazing. Can you talk about the genesis of the casting part of it? Yeah, so we wanted to make Assemble the best tool possible to manage the approval process of many different things, one of those being casting. 
And so we actually created a feature within Assemble called submissions and submissions enable you to share submissions for anything for approval. So in this instance, casting. So if you wanna create a role, you can then add submissions to that role, which can be media that you upload. It can be videos, photos, anything you want to have to showcase that specific actor, but it can also be links to external sites. So if that actor already has, you know, a public portfolio page or something like that, just drop it in as a link. And then once you have that role with all the submissions assembled, you can share that out to anybody and they can access it, create shortlists, approve their favorite. And once again, leave feedback, all that feedback, all the approvals, everything comes back to the same place, that same central point of truth, which is your production binder for that project. And so you're jumping into your casting phase. You can see visually very quick, this talent's been approved, this talent's been approved. This one has a short list, but we're still waiting on mm. approval. This hasn't been approved. And just gives you that quick visual to see exactly where your project stands at any time. So we're the cinematography podcast, obviously. How does using the software affect cinematographers? How can cinematographers use the software? Like what's a way that cinematographers can get the most bang out of their buck for this? Yeah, so one of the main reasons we built Assemble is we felt there were so many good tools out there for post-production. There's many, many tools for post-production, as I'm sure you're aware of for the feedback and approval process. But we felt like nobody had really ever focused the attention that needed to be focused on pre-production and just the entire production cycle in general. And so that was our goal when we released Assemble was we want to be a pre to post collaboration platform. And so when it comes to cinematography, uh, especially during the creative development process, this is a, an excellent sandbox for the cinematographer and the director to work in, whether they're, you know, sharing storyboards, whether they're sharing shot lists or even overheads or, you know, any sort of documentation or concepting that's going to need to go into the actual visual cinematography process can be shared and collaborated on within that pre-production creative development phase on the platform. Let me just interject too that it's so much better organized than a Dropbox link. It's like if you just get like a, a Google Drive link or something like this, the organization of this is, is fantastic for you to be able to very quickly go through phases and go through the, the different assets. It's like anyone who needs to collaborate can very quickly go exactly where, know where they need to go, very intuitively, find what it is, comment, and it's all cloud-based, so you can do it uh, anywhere in the world uh, in real time, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can share stuff, and you know, like when I when I first opened it up, the first thing I thought of was Slack, which is a software I've used for productions before. But what I appreciate about this is that it's like Slack is great, but it's kind of trying to be everything for every workflow of every kind of business of anything. And this is so specifically tailored to the film industry and so specifically tailored to productions. And if you're a producer and like, let's say you had a busy production company and you might be in production on three things and in pre-production on five things and in post-production on 10 things, you could manage all of them from this pretty seamlessly. Totally. And another benefit for cinematographers, especially in the pre-production phase, is that within this digital production binder, you have access to all the assets and can see an overview of everything that's happening in pre-production. So rather than you having to run to the producer or to the director and ask them for the latest approvals or whatever that may be, you can quickly jump into the project and see approved locations. You can see approved cast, approved art. And potentially within locations, you can be leaving notes on specific rooms for your gaffer or for people that are working on setups and really just getting everything all in one place and having that big picture overview of the pre-production process so that you have everything that you need. 
and we, we mentioned it right at the beginning, or I mentioned it right at the beginning. There's a couple apps that, that I've, I've been interested in over the years. Like there's a whiteboard app that I've used for outlining stories and stuff like that. But a lot of those require everyone who uses them to, to be a subscriber. But you've set up something here where if I'm the producer and I have these assets, I can share them with people, but those people don't have to subscribe to Assemble. Is that correct? Exactly. You know, sending people another login to sign up is just too much friction. And mm-hmm. we realized that a film production can't really work that way unless it's highly confidential and it is absolutely required. But so we really give you the option. And within Assemble, any assets that you add to the platform, including your calendar, including cast, locations, edits, whatever it may be, you can share those with anybody outside of the project. They can access them without an email, without having to sign up for an account, just as a external user. And they can leave feedback actually and change the status, whether it's approved or not, all without having an assemble account. So it really gives you that freedom to decide, hey, I wanna share this out to my gaffer, for instance, there's no reason he needs to sign up for an account. Or maybe it's a project, you're keeping it very close to the chest and you do want everybody to be required to log in. That's a decision for you to make. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. Absolutely. It's a really marvelous tool that uh, the world, I, I think, is is starting to discover right now. But I believe that there's a lot more people, particularly different levels of production, students, professionals, that will be discovering this in the, the coming weeks, months, and years. Where do you see, where do you see Assemble.tv going from here? What's, uh, what's next for you guys? Yeah, so... You know, obviously we're we're living through crazy times right now and mm-hmm. the production industry has completely had to to shift its mindset about the way that we produce content with the new remote situation that we find ourselves in a lot of the times these days. So we really see Assemble, number one, being a tool that can facilitate remote collaboration and remote workflows for our entire industry uh, as, you know, effects of COVID continue to impact the industry. But beyond that and beyond some of the negative side effects and things that are coming from from COVID, uh, beyond that in general, you know, we really just want to help usher in the next generation of production. We think that production is becoming more distributed. It is becoming more possible to work with more creative people around the world and create things without being, you know, all centralized and, and sitting in a room together. And so... We want to continue to to make this process better, make this more streamlined for everybody, and really just keep building features that improve that remote collaboration and ultimately make it feel like we're in the same room together, even if you're using Assemble, you know, from across the country. Um, I have a question, and I'm just curious, is your plan to make it more app-based, like an iPhone or an iPad app versus a website that you log into? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we started with the the web app because we feel like a lot of producers and people are mostly on their laptops, especially when they're, you know, reviewing edits and things of that nature. But one of our top feature requests is a native mobile app. Uh, so that mm. will be rolling out in the very near future, both iPhone and Android mobile app experiences. So Nate, we have a discount code for cinematography podcast listeners, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So uh, for listeners of this podcast, we are offering one month free. Just use the code CINEPOD, C-I-N-E-P-O-D, like cinematography podcast, and uh, all listeners will get one month free of Assemble. And that's Assemble.tv. Correct. Assemble.tv, like uh, television. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is super awesome and and generous. Uh, thank you so much. I think that a lot of people out there would would love a free month of this. They I think they get a a trial, but then they get a month too uh, on us. So hey, you know, if you're a producer or if you think that this sort of collaboration tool is something that would be really helpful, uh, definitely go to assemble.tv and check it out. Nate, I, I think this pretty much wraps up our, our interview portion, but uh, you were also going to do a walkthrough for us that we're going to record here uh, via Zoom and stick it on our uh, YouTube channel. And anyone who's who's listening to the sound of my voice who'd, who'd like to have sort of that walkthrough and uh, to get into Assemble.tv or tutorial links on how to use it, go to the Cam Noir website and in the show notes, we will have links there for you to do all of those things. So, uh, Nate, thank you so much for doing our first, I don't even know what to call one of these, but it, it, was, it was really <laughs> awesome it was like it's a deep dive or it's but it's not that deep it's it's short it's a little preview of uh of your really cool software and i can't wait to see what's what happens next with you guys absolutely thank you so much for having me this has been the cinematography podcast presented by hot rod cameras find your next camera lens or accessory on the web at hotrodcameras.com don't forget to subscribe to our show on itunes and connect with us on facebook and twitter Thanks for listening.